right, so this time I don't care at all about uh, AJ's thoughts on the thumbnail. All I care about is John's thoughts on the thumbnail. Get, dude, anytime I search for a developer and the first picture that pops up is a VR headset on their face, I'm like, that's pretty awesome. It's a good picture, uh, John. Let's uh, take it. Uh, got a story about that as well. <laughs> uh, that was... It's uh, it's a Quest Two. It was taken at a, a, a Oculus um, content creator event in London. Uh, I got an embarrassing story that night. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like there's going to be a lot of embarrassing stories today? <laughs> no, I can't share them all. I was I was with Mike uh, VR Oasis Mike that night. Sat down, chewing the fat with beer. <laughs> <laughs> there was stories, stories. <laughs> and then right. stories and then soon. stories dot 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 <laughs> all right guys let's, let's start the show This is PSVR Games Cast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on YouTube. If you don't like watching our faces, man, if you want to just listen to our amazingly deep and resonating voices, you can always go over to uh, all sorts of streaming services, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, do whatever you want, man. But as long as you're hanging out, that's all we care about. My name is Brian Powell from this channel right here, and these gentlemen to my right, we got AJ from the underground, and sorry for the short introduction this time, but we also got special guest right here in the middle, John Hibbins, CEO, SciTech Games, creator of Windlands 2, which is coming to PlayStation VR after a minor delay this Friday. How's it going, John? Right. Let's see. Oh, physical edition to Perp Games. What? Short <laughs> copy. He's gonna be. Game. He's gonna be giving that out to somebody in the chat. No, he's not. It's sealed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could give this copy to somebody in the chat. I don't, I don't know whether she, you, uh, U.S. or Europe only. That that would be the only caveat there, but. How about we give this copy to somebody in the chat? There you go. This actual one. I will grab a pen during the show, sign it so that it looks legit that it came from me, and we'll give this one away. How about that? That is pretty awesome. We got Josh PSVR in the chat with the $10 tip. Says, super hype for Windlands 2. Welcome to PSVR without parole, John Hibbins. Look at that. What a nice nice warm reception you've gotten already, John. It's lovely. Honestly, it's a pleasure to be here. I I love being on anything to do with VR. I'll apologize up front about wobbling on about everything and anything to do with VR for the rest of the day, but I am excited to be here. You've been on come to the right place. You've been on for four minutes, John, and you're already the most exciting part of the show, so don't worry. Talk as much as you want. We also got Grizzly Bear King with the $10 tips to take my money. That's also what he said during his last tip, and so that thank you very much. We will happily take your money. We appreciate you and love you. Thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, now, it's a we've never got into a big problem though. We're, we're giving away a sealed copy of this. There you go. I've got Sharpie. There we go. It's legit. Yes. I don't know how to do this. Should we unseal it to do the signing or should I just sign on here? That's a good question. There you go. Yeah, I feel like I've, somebody I've, wins I've, it. I've signed it something there, right? Okay, so. <laughs> I feel like if somebody wins it from you and you've signed it, I feel like you don't want to open that up. Well, you can't open it now because it's, I've signed it on the seal bit, so it's like you you've, you can't open it now. Um, that's that. <laughs> well, you know, 
Or you could open it, play it, keep the plastic. Just, uh, just buy the digital. It's available it's a, digital. It's digital. a bit hard, but we better come up with a way of giving it away now, don't we? Yeah. That, I don't know what that is. You just have to pick somebody at random, man, because when I do giveaways, it takes like weeks to even pick winners. And then I've got, I've well, got five copies. You got, yeah. I mean, you've got to discuss it with the legal team and have all the underwriting terms and conditions exposed and stuff. Yeah. Everything we're right. We've really dug ourselves a big hole here. Yeah, that's the great part of it. <laughs> we'll, just, man. Just, <laughs> we'll just give it away. <laughs> just give it away. Yeah. Um, oh, legal team over here. I love it. Guard- at some at some point, right at the end of the show, so everybody has to stay till the end. But yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good idea, man. Stick around if you want to win. Darth Vader, the game cat with the $10 tip says, Hello, friends. Can't wait to swing around like Spider-Man in VR. I hope you're all having an amazing evening. Thank you, Darth Vader. We can't wait for you to swing around with friends in VR as well, like Spider-Man. I also get Jay Meow with the $5 tip says, Are you excited for PSVR 2? Or is the single wire going to put you off from buying one? Triple A VR is cool, but honestly, shitty games, wireless is the future. That is such a <laughs> such a troll comment. I love it, uh, Jay. We were definitely going to talk about PSVR two a little bit later in the show, uh, and maybe John will have a, a little bit of insight for us as well. Um, but that being said, guys, I think we should probably get the show started. We have a ton of news to talk about, starting with the amazing news that because AJ said it wouldn't happen, it did happen, uh, and that's the news that the Dollhouse finally came to Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion on PlayStation Four. It came out today uh, in unlike the Steam version, guys. You don't have to pay for it; it's just a free update. John, how excited are you about the Dollhouse update for Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion? I love horror things. One of my favorite things. I play um, every Wednesday. I play um, Phasmophobia. Uh, four of us get together. Uh, me, my daughter, and uh, one of my really, really good friends and his sister. Every Wednesday, and we've done that for nearly two years now. So it's been it's been a, a staple diet of our social experience is scaring the hell out of each other on a wednesday night so yeah no i, I and i played lots of stuff you know affected the man is one of my favorites i've um i can't play alien isolation that terrifies me just just a little bit too far into realism because i love the movies and yeah. facing the aliens just a bit too too much for me uh gosh it's a shame i i've actually stood next to the guy that runs that studio once in a queue for for a meal. <laughs> <It's an event. laughs> Poor guy, I really laid into him about VR. VR. was <laughs> like, I did my best. I did my best, but unfortunately, it never happened. Legitimately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that that continues. By the way, I was at an event in London recently, and I was speaking to somebody. For, they're, they're working on new things. Couldn't tell me what they were working on, but they're. I did have a go at them then as well. So I can't, every time I speak to them, I'm like, you just missed the best game conversion you possibly could for VR. How can, how can you look at yourself in the mirror every day? It's, I'm glad that there's developers out there that are encouraging other developers to add VR modes, VR support. So oh, it's yeah. not just us fighting this battle alone because there are endless amounts of games we want to see come to VR. And as much as it would terrify me as well, I made it about halfway through Alien Isolation. Uh, I would still, in VR, I would just be so determined I would have to complete it just because it's in VR now. Um, so, yeah, keep 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 it up. Keep, keep encouraging more and more. <laughs> Absolutely do. Um, I mean, yeah. I, unfortunately, that was probably... Uh, a QA guy or something. I was like, <laughs> absolutely. Um, no, whenever I, uh, and, and with Sony really, but I think that, the, again, we're getting into this a bit early, but I think Sony's strategy really is, is to convert more and more of these 
two-day experiences and, and I'm really pleased to see um, that Oculus are doing the same. I've just recently finished playing um, Resident Evil 4 on the Quest 2 uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it was I can't even remember playing it on 2D. It's that different a game. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I completed it all the way through. It took me... I don't know how people are completing it in nine hours. It took me 14, and I thought I was doing quite well. But it took me about 14 hours. And, you know, it's got its... I could pick at it from a VR point of view. You know, the cutscenes are a bit jarring in some places when it takes you out of the gameplay. Like, when you kick a door, it cuts to a cut screen, things like that. But generally, I think it's an amazing conversion. And, and the, the pros, like the gun interactions and the, the general under pressure, they've got all that timing right. And it, and it feels like a really, really solid VR game. And, you know, but I think across the board, you know, we know it's talked about GTA already, but G, the next GTA, um, GTA San Andreas is going to come out for the Quest 2. You know, I, I'm pretty confident GTA 5 will end up on PlayStation VR2 and you know yeah, elsewhere PC possibly PC VR as well I mean it it's a headset seller it just seems like the practical thing to do if you're trying to actually yeah. sell headsets to and and capture a mainstream audience it just seems like the logical thing to do along with a bunch of other AAA uh or at least long history of well-known titles I've always thought that um that having using these types of games, Resident Evil Four or or games that are really popular, is the way you kind of get people. Uh, you get them to instantly understand uh, VR a little bit better, or or have interest in it. When it's a game that you know they've never heard of or something, you have to explain what it is um, and and kind of you know give them the elevator pitch. But but when you just say Resident Evil and VR, people are like, oh. And it's kind of short and simple to the point. I think it's a brilliant strategy. But I've derailed you completely. Yes, I lo- I'm loving horrors. <laughs> I did bore you. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Spooky's... Uh, is, is awesome. And, and they're regularly patching it. Like, regularly patching it. So it's just getting better and better. They've expanded the team... Um, we used to consider ourselves professionals, but now we regularly have entire team wipes. <laughs> and we still get scared. It's so... What that game does better than almost any game I've played in Horror World is randomness. You can never predict your evening, a mind what a particular... You know, uh, almost every evening we play, we play it for about two hours, and when we do play on a Wednesday, and it's, you know, every one of those evenings generates stories, and I think that is genius in game design, and, and it's something I aspire to do, well, I aspire to do in Winlands too, but we, you know, I aspire to do in all our games is create, you know, journeys, in, in my case, a cooperative journeys, uh, which is my personal favourite thing to do, um, that create stories, and if you can go in with a bunch of friends, come out with a bunch of stories on a night out that the the game facilitated really then it's awesome just awesome yeah phasmophobia is one of those where it's you know obviously been i've watched a ton of people play and i'm just i'm obsessed with the thought of getting my hands on that game uh and and just trying not to watch any more than i've already seen because i just want so much of it to be a surprise and you know watching this game like evolve and, and seeing it be in early access i'm just patiently patiently waiting for it to you know become the full game, uh, and, and at that point, hopefully, yeah. the focus will be: Hey, we want to move this over to to you know to PSVR or you know, more than likely PSVR. I hope, I hope so. I mean, they've had on their radar porting to Quest Two for a while, so you know it's on there. They they share their command board, 
of their plans. So, you know, I imagine they'll, they'll want to bring it to as many platforms as possible when it's complete. It's it's slightly imbalanced balanced at the moment, being honest. It's, um, yeah, I, we, we're finding it harder than it perhaps should be. But it's okay. We're still enjoying it. We had a... Uh, Unrelated tip from Mako XL, Canadian five dollars says any Easter eggs. John, this is directly related, directly to you. Uh, any Easter eggs in the original Windlands that have yet to be found? Oh yes, there is. Oh yeah, this definitely. Track. In fact, you mentioned um, we were talking about Chris Hanny and Space Pirate Trainer. There's a Space Pirate Trainer Easter egg in Windlands that nobody's oh. found yet. Yeah, that's super cool. Mako XL <laughs> is a, he's a big Windlands fan uh, of the first one, especially. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the first one. I, I, I recently, because it's just recently been ported to the Quest, uh, on it's on App Lab now. You can go and buy it, play it on App Lab. Um, yeah, because of that, I had to go back in and play test a bit, which you know, I'm pretty good at speed running it, so I'm a good tester. You know, I can do it on the hard level and do it fairly fast. It takes me less than 20 minutes, but there are speedrunners that do it like in 12. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I just don't know how they do it, but you know, it takes me like 20 minutes speedrunning it so I can check the whole game works and you know, it can be completed, so I tend to go back in there. But there are moments in the original Windlands that still make my legs wobble. There's a bit on the hard level where you climb up on the to the very, very highest bit, and you know if you fall, you're going to reset back. <laughs> I mean, you just know. And so every jump really matters. So it's quite a unique game. I think it gives that sense of distance and height really well. So, yeah, no, I'm still playing Windlands occasionally. And and there's highly competitive speedrunners in that. Not to, uh, I don't want to go down like a quest rabbit hole here, um, but I am curious why it launched on App Lab and not on the official quest store. Uh I mean, I'd love it. It should be on the main store. It's one of the highest-rated quests games. Um, even now, it's like four point nine stars or something. It, it really should be on the main store. If for for prosperity, if nothing else, I'm not really fussed about the money or anything. That you know, that's all useful. But the you know, fact is, it, it, for anybody that lived with it for, through that period, it, it's nice to be able to go and play it. And I'm, I'm so ultimately, that's why we did put it out. You know, we put it out on the app lab to make sure that you know we did love it. It's brilliant, right? Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's very locomotion, very very locomotion. Um, so, and I would say that Oculus generally don't want things that put off new players gotcha. they're trying to adopt new audience uh and you know it's really old so you know it probably does need a bit of updating around the edges the menu systems and stuff when i go back and play it I, you know things have moved on a bit and uh the world's matured a bit in that space so yeah uh they're the two main reasons i think it's not on the store but you know i, I don't know if people buy it uh, um i mean it's not completely impossible for it to be go to the main store it would need to sell quite a lot because you know there are things that oculus look at and if something sells a lot or not app lab they see it as an opportunity to make money and that people really enjoy it and um so it probably needs to sell double the amount it's already sold before it starts hitting that sort of numbers and i think you know eventually it will get there but it's just the way it is since we're on the topic i i do have to say uh i mean I'm 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 extremely you know happy that PlayStation like you were there at launch and PlayStation VR right there it was Windlands I was like I've never heard of this game ever I I just bought it downloaded it and it was one of the very few games that really said hey it just we're just gonna let you do your thing man and uh, and and swing around and not worry too much about motion sickness you, you came up with a bunch of uh, creative solutions for you know creative uh, comfort settings but for me I just turned all that off 
And I was like, I can't wait to see what this game does to me. And the very first time I pushed the button, that made me jump like 20 feet in the air. I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, it was a feeling I hadn't experienced in VR yet. Like, this, this feeling of full locomotion really off the rails and then swinging around like Spider-Man. I was like, holy crap. Like, these guys just really, really daring to do something like that to new uh, PSVR gamers. And I applaud you for it, man. And it's even even cooler that, like, you know, Sony had you right there on day one as a launch title. Oh, I've got some stories there. But no, I mean, I appreciate that. But I, I want to say as well, I'm not the only person involved in this. There's Ilya, who who um, was part of the first game jam for that. There's Simo, who does the music for it. There's uh, Nick Pittam, who's heavily involved in it. And there was Yanni, who did level design. You know, there's a whole bunch of people that need to make a game like this. So I'm not the only person. Uh, you know, I've... Running. All right. We're back. <laughs> Sorry, so uh, well, so John, before we crashed, you were saying that it wasn't just you that made Windlands happen. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of us. There's uh, Ilya who did some of the original programming, and Simo who did audio and the music, which is great, by the way. I sometimes listen to the soundtrack. Um, and then uh, Nick Pittam, who did a lot of the character design and stuff, and like the animations you see or whatever, and. Uh, Yanni who did a lot of the level design so there was a whole team of people but you know I did most, a lot of the programming um, for Windlands 2 was me um, a lot of the direction for the games the content the levels and whatever was, was me working hands on so I, t- I take some credit in Windlands quite a lot into in Windlands 2 um, but yeah there was a whole I, team of us have to make these games I love how you guys stuck to your guns and I love how the first thing you see I can't wait to talk about Windlands too um, in a little bit more in depth really excited for this release um, this week and uh, but I love how the first thing I saw when I when I booted up the game it says warning this game has full locomotion uh, smooth turning lots of swinging lots of action lots of jumping and I was like if I was ever sold on a warning screen i was like this is like this is my game right here sold sold by the war- the warning screen alone well there are a lot of people that want that anybody that's been doing vr for a long period of time and has their vr legs this is like yeah. liberating right yeah. um i mean for, for amusing with winlands 2 is that sony makers put that up front it's not like an optional thing i don't mind it being there I mean, it's a good that it's there. We don't want to, you know, some right. people do get, do get, I mean, I've never, ironically, we call it VR sickness. I've, in all of my time, with tens of thousands of people I've seen literally demoed, I've never seen anybody actually be sick. I'm sure there's an example, hangovers or something, but the, you know, it just makes you, you know, if you've ever had VR sickness, it makes you feel like you've been poisoned, right? You just need to lay down. It can last, last such a long period of time. I recognize it immediately. The last time it happened to me was flight simulator, you know, because it's not, it's unoptimized. So it's jumping around. It's so realistic. You believe you're in a cockpit and then suddenly it goes, so it's like, you know, it happens to pe- people that have got, got very good VR legs. If it's, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Right. But, but VR's got so much better nowadays. The refresh rates are better. The, the right. developers are better. The, the software itself is so much better. You've got all these reprojection stuff we're kicking in. I mean, it's like, it's nothing like the early days of VR, right? It, it's pretty good nowadays. Nice. Uh, we got a couple more tips in the chat. We got Dave Station VR with the two dollars says OBS repair fees. <laughs> I don't think two dollars is gonna cut it, man. But thank you. Uh, we got Mark Pringlesleaf uh, with the five quid says, "Can you tell us one new feature we can see in Windlands Two that wasn't in Windlands One?" Oh, the bow. That's easy. 
You've got a weapon. You've got a bow. Um, yeah, so Windlands 1 was very much about swinging, and if you get... Um, it's a it's a very easy game to play, Windlands 1, right? Grappling hook. But the, the wrong thing to do is sort of clamber up on top of bushes and stuff. The right thing to do, and the way that the levels are designed, is to keep the swinging momentum. Yeah. So it's, if you can get into that flow and keep speed, actually, and get good at when you let go and drop and and so on, that that's when Winlands becomes its best game. And if you were to look at a developer that starts, especially Winlands 2, like, starts off not being able to play Winlands, and by the time you've got two or three years under their belt and the difference in the quality of their gameplay, it's a very deep game, actually. Um, the the races that Winlands 2 has... Winlands 1 actually had, um, like, levels where you could start off, you know, it was timed and you get, get, you get a time for running them. Um, but when you get really, really, really good at racing in Winlands 2, because you can race against each other, there's there's highly competitive. And uh, you, uh, so new things in Winlands 2. There's lots of new things in the mechanics in Winlands 2 that are really sort of, you would have to be a professional to spot them. But we've changed the way that the gravity works and the grippiness of the floor. You can actually pull on the ropes much more. So if you, like in Winlands 1, if you did two ropes and sort of like pulled either side, it wouldn't make any difference. You'd just stay in the middle. There was no stretchiness to the boats. Whereas Winlands 2, you can actually pull yourself with the ropes. Uh, and also when you're moving, you can pull it. You can actually, if you've got the energy, <laughs> you can pull yourself to get more hit, yeah. more out of it. So there was a lot done around that. But yeah, fundamentally the bow and, and the main core mechanic difference between Winlands 1 and 2 was that you sort of got this utopia moment and i'm sure you guys have, i think you guys have played it now haven't you both have played it. we uh we, we beat the entire game yesterday we played it from start to finish seven hours yeah uh shout out to um to guy son fist bump to you and to uh mri gamer who who joined us and helped us out yes it took us it, we, we, he's not he's not saying it took us seven <laughs> hours he's saying it took us we played non-stop for seven hours we didn't take breaks like every so often one of us was like we got to go to the bathroom be right back and like you know but we'd keep playing without it there's a there's a warning That's screen cool. at the beginning of the game that says you know this game's not to be meant to be played for more than this many minutes or whatever and i was like we blew past that warning about as fast as anybody's ever blew past a warning. For five minutes, no, seven hours was just doing it in one session. It oh, did say five oh, minutes. That's what we thought, man. It was like five minutes. This game would take us like three years to beat. Seven hours. Well, when, you, when you're new to BR, I think the recommendation's every five minutes. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, I mean, you will have experienced this, hopefully, during those seven hours. But the real core mechanic loop, which we're very proud of, is swing, 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 bow, swing. Right, right. So you catch yourself. You, use the bow a lot in this game. There's there's a lot yeah. of action, uh, a lot of enemy types, which is yeah, that's definitely a, a brand new mechanic. The other one was kind of a pure platformer, um, and this one definitely has a lot of combat in it, which I personally loved. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, we're very we're very very happy the way that turned out. We were very nervous about it. Um, it, it, we distilled it to what it is as well with the bow. Um, we did have grenades at one point. I mean, you could <laughs> climb walls at one point. It just slowed the game down, and it just felt like, you know, this isn't what we're doing. Um, yeah, we had these throwing grenades, but again, it just added these two. It just, anything we added was ultimately taking away from that core flow, and, uh, all, uh, and I think, you know, 
there are there are bits in the game that are just awesome when you get to that level of being able to play the game. Yeah, it was it was such a for me it was such an amazing moment because at the beginning I was like, how am I going to manage all of this stuff? Because we didn't, you know, yeah. obviously we played with the with the move controllers, and if you're you know new to PlayStation VR, the move controllers are already an obstacle to overcome. Uh, yeah. But you yeah. know, we've been doing this pretty much every day for five years, and so move controls are. 100% like you know second nature to us I, I don't even you know I'm I people think I'm crazy when I'm like oh I'm fine without analog sticks this gen like I'm, I'll be mad if PSVR 2 was to somehow launch an yeah. analog stick. obviously it's going to but like I'm, I'm totally fine with the moves everything works but even even getting in there and going okay here I am this button grapples and this button you know brings up the the bow and this button you know this it's it felt amazing when I finally wrapped my head around all of it and was able to, to swing from place to place and shoot arrows at the same time while I'm yeah. swinging from place. Once you get that down, like that is that, that just in my book slingshots Windlands two so far past Windlands one to me as, as great of a game yeah. was at launch. This, this just, yeah, absolutely a totally different experience yeah. when you get, it gives you more yeah. master. I think actually once we nailed that we we spent a lot of time on the vertical slice um which is uh, there's an exact bit of the game i could tell you where it is but once we nailed the core mechanics of winlands 2 and we'd got a test boss that was in a pretty good place um we knew the rest of the game then it was like build the whole thing around this <laughs> um so you know we just built the rest of the game around that and and this the thing this bits i am super proud of in wetlands 2 and uh but my favorite bits are really focusing on that and uh and they've, they came off really well i think the, generally I'm very proud of all that yeah you should be because the controls i thought are actually uh pretty intuitive and they feel pretty good pretty natural and um they seem a little daunting at first because there's like a lot but but as you as i got going wasn't long until i really felt comfortable with them but then of course mastering them is next i got a question do you when when you were designing the control schemes we have a lot of vr developers that you know the the moves can sometimes be a hurdle for them to figure out because there's no joysticks did you guys do any research for uh the best control scheme or did you just just uh kind of wing it or how did you uh come about because i feel like you nailed well, the controls yeah i mean we've done a lot on winlands one um because we introduced um i, I don't know what you call all this but the it, we had to launch with just controller because at launch they didn't have moves move right. support or it wasn't a thing so they had to move later in the cycle to to playstation um i don't know why and i, I can't recall any of that journey right now i'm saying it but <laughs> we, we did patch later move support so at the point we patched late later we were like well we've got the most complicated game we've got like <laughs> uh, you know, how on earth we can't even move without a joystick right and um so we did do a lot of research back then uh in this case um we worked with a third party doing that helped you know did almost all, all of those changes for us but um you know it's backwards and forwards so, yeah, absolutely our yeah, research um there are different the different layouts and stuff as well but we were rightfully concerned because you know windlands 2 does take full advantage of like index controllers and crest controllers you know it's like it's um yeah really uh, without the joystick you are nobbled but i think we got the best we could i actually really like the implementation that that's been done i do too um 
Uh, we're that. picky uh, about that thing. We're, we're very yeah. picky about that thing. I the controller implementation is also really, really, really good. In Windows One, we had to use face movements to go to your target, and this is uses the gyroscopes, which is much better. That wasn't my idea. Again, it was third party <laughs> VR Monkey that came up with that, but in playtesting with us. But the yeah, really, really happy that we got the best out of the hardware we could. Um, I'm sorry, did you say VR Monkey did the port? <laughs> Um, yeah, VR Monkey did. They are doing wow. all the ports. They, they are gotta, you, busy. What, what is going wow. on? Like, how did they get all? Did they just? How does this happen? Like, did they just come to you guys, or did you uh, what, how, I need to know. Well, uh, I mean, it, we were. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? We've got only got so much resource, and we're trying to build future stuff, right? So it's, uh, we work with a third party on doing some of the you know network level changes and various other things vr monkey are good guys they've got a history of doing ports they are getting better and better at it and you know we got on with them really well and the, the pricing was all right and yeah they're doing a lot of stuff in the vr space i, I imagine we'll see even more from them um that's great i, I really enjoyed yeah i mean I they're good they're, they're they're really good yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we've been a fan of like any of their original games that they've created. But, but man, they do seem to be doing a great job with the ports. Uh, everything we've played recently that they ported, uh, Yuki and uh, Wraith: The Oblivion Afterlife. Uh, what was the other one? There was one other one very, very recently. Tarzan was another one. Like the, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, to I mean, shout the- out for them. I, I would use them again. I'm going to use them again. Um, they they are getting stronger. They've got a team that's growing. They, they are obviously learning. Even doing things like Windows 2, I'm sure, has been very eye-opening for them. There was a lot of networking layer stuff in 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 what we were doing here. So yeah, it's um yeah. I mean, it, uh, I'm thankful they exist because I don't know whether we would have had the resource or the capability to have brought Windows 2 at all to um to PSVR at this stage. It would have needed to wait even longer. Well, I do certainly have a lot of questions about how, how why the port took so long, but I don't want to let some of these tips get too far away from us. Uh, so <laughs> uh, apologies for the delay on the tips, guys. But we got um, Paradise Decay with the two quid. says, Windlands gave me my first real vertigo moment. Yeah, I think I might be there with you, man. And uh, Cerebral Frost with the $5 tip says, Hey, John, uh, by the way, develop, this developer of uh, To the Top, says, How was bringing the game to PSVR for you guys? Did you run into anything in particular that stands out? He says he's a big fan. I do like to the top. I've I've played to the top, and I, I, I you know we are co friends in not getting on to the quest. Um, so I appreciate that he's got the same frustrations for the, probably the same reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, networking. Um, Sony have quite a lot of restrictions around the UDP packet protocols and the systems that they can do for pair pro, for peer to peer. Um, we don't want to run a whole bunch of servers, which is problematic, costs money, and also you have to keep all of that stuff up and running, etc. Um, so yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff around PDP. Uh, actually, that was the biggest delay in the whole project. Is that, uh, um, you know, like we were saying, this game originally, I guess, came out on PC VR in, I believe, yeah. I want to say 2018, right? Um, was... Uh, yeah, what what was the question uh, you had, Brian, about like the de- the delays here? Like, what? Well, I guess I guess the question I was going to ask was, um, what was uh, kind of where, where where was the game been? Um, we're wondering. We're really excited about it now, but uh, I have been very curious about. Uh, obviously, I, you know, you haven't been working on the game since then uh, on PSVR, so um, <clears throat> we're really excited about it. But I was curious about you know what had kind of happened in the process what kind of delays you well, guys we, st- we we started off 
Well, yeah, I mean, the, lots of things went wrong, is the truth. Uh, mm. We started off with an individual doing the port, really struggled for a number of reasons. Um, so that sort of had to stop, and we had to put more resource on it. Similar story in the second path, and, and luckily we did find VR, VR Monkey to help us. There were bigger could overcome a lot of the problems we're having. I mean, fundamentally, and I can't stress this enough, Winlands 2 was pushing PC VR to the limit. We get asked whether it's going to come to Quest 2. Um, the technology we use in Winlands 2 um, for, I would call it mega, mega meshes. They are very, very giant meshes. Uh, Winlands 1, an entire scene was about 6.5 million polygons as one single mesh um because there's so much distance view in terms of kilometers uh, and these things have been answered elsewhere you know in giant geometry worlds and stuff but there's this paradox actually with the amount of game objects you can draw and the amount of distance you can draw and you have to do lod's or you have to do entire cullings etc and one of the biggest most special things about winlands is actually you can see the entire map right you can yeah. you can stand on top of the world see the entire map and it it it, it uh, when you're traveling at high speed, you need to really because you need to know everything needs the fidelity to be able to see. Right. So we sort of, um, yeah, truthfully, we've created ourselves quite a complex product that, that if you were to look at the optimization stack and the amount of, you know, there isn't a single garbage collection um, uh, uh, allocation. There isn't, you know, everything's running rock steady and it's quite complicated in terms of the, um, visual pipeline for creating that world um we had to use um very very large product uh, it would take like one section of the world in winlands 2 used to take us 28 hours to bake so you know and this is this is on a 32 core 64 gigabyte machine you know i mean right. the, the world itself is quite complicated to do it's not it, you know it's um and then when you take into account an average scene as maybe 30 or 40 of those um, you can see that our pipeline is quite complicated, but it does do something for the game that, that you know, is very, very special. You can travel large distances at speed, but it does fight against PlayStation 4. Um, well, it does so run uh, It does run and perform really well, and I appreciate you answering that, only because the only reason I ask is because I was 100% convinced that we weren't going to see this until PSVR two or the next generation of, of vr on ps5 uh, i was convinced for three years <laughs> so and to clarify so actually, he was he was still convinced of this long after he <laughs> said hey it's coming this summer hey we've got to on, i couldn't it. believe it yeah i couldn't well, hang on you i gave you a key and you played it last night so i, I understand why <laughs> until, until that i will take that out <laughs> I will. I will take that L gladly. I, I share. I share. Uh, I share your want to have it in. <laughs> you know, I, I, since day one, we've wanted to do this. We've had the app ID for it. It's been. It's just been a really, really difficult journey, honestly. And to, uh, you know, other other negatives against it is that we're at end of life of hardware one, really. So yeah. you know, my expectations are very low in terms of the amount we'll sell compared to you know a peak. Um, I mean, I'm super looking forward to PlayStation VR 2, but, you know, it's been a lot of work, and I really appreciate absolutely everybody's involvement that's made this come to, come to life, and I'm super pleased it's going to be out there. But in reality, I don't think we're going to sell that many copies. Um, it's not a great marketplace right now. Um, you know, I'd be, I'd be amazed if we sell more than 10,000 copies, which 
sounds a lot, but actually when you're invested tens of thousands of pounds or many tens of thousands of pounds into, you know, to make, making it come to world, then, um, you know, that's, that's well, the state of the market. I meant that. I definitely wanted to turn that into a positive that just, uh, you know, really cool that you guys were able to bring it to us. And, and during a time like right now, trust me, we do appreciate it and yeah, we yeah. do our best to support it. Yeah. And I've got, you know, I've got, I, I did want to see it come out to PlayStation. I'm glad we were able to fulfill the promise of getting it out. I, I, I am sorry it took so long. It was not the intention. Trust no me. apology necessary. Uh, I, I would have had it you out. You can say no apology necessary, AJ. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I demand a written apology. Right? No, no, we are absolutely it's, thrilled it got here, even if it took a long time. And honestly, I, I think I said this on Gamescast a couple of weeks ago, long before we knew you were going to be here. So this is not bullshit. We're not blowing smoke. I'm actually glad it got delayed because like, we needed a game like this, uh, a kind of a meaty co-op game that's going to take you know quite a few hours. It took us like, what, seven hours to get through. Uh, non stop um and so just for uh, the main campaign too not even all the sides uh, yeah, having, uh, having uh, touched uh, the challenge a minute you've not done the platinum trophy yet <laughs> no no i know for shame I now we'll be amazed i'll be amazed <laughs> if somebody does the platinum trophy in a hurry i think it's gonna be uh, really hard right because i know that one of the one of the <laughs> just one of the um uh tablets you have to collect because you've got to get all 140 tablets which there are 40 per world how many did you collect maybe 20 i would imagine seven there you go. no no it was like it was about I, 10 per world at best i think okay so that so uh, I, i'll tell you the formula there's about out of the out of the 40 in each world 10 of them are super easy to find Super easy. Yeah, They're just visible. We, we got those <laughs> 10 down. Those 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, have to, you might have to take a bit of a journey, but they're placed in your in your view, right? Yeah. 10 of them are super hard to find. Like, really, really hard to find. Yeah. 10 of them require stunts. So they require either big swings or drops down pits or, you know, big throws or whatever. And then, sadly, the last 10 are parkour. And... The, the parkour ones, there are no swinging points. They are usually um, quite tricky parkour runs. And one of them <laughs> takes about seven minutes to complete. And it's a complete, uh, an entire section of a map dedicated to a hidden parkour thing to get one tablet. Honestly, <laughs> it's quite hard to get them all. Uh, and I know that that particular last one um, is quite difficult. So. You guys, you lot have played your own game far too much. Yeah. Oh, we said that while we were playing yesterday. We said we said this part feels like uh, the developers have spent 500 hours with their game, and uh, they expect that we have also spent 500 hours with their game because this part is just wait. There are this is we called it the Dark Souls of platformers. Like we we were. It took me 40 tries to get through one particular section. I would make that though. That's there is a, a secret inside of me, and and actually the level designer Yanni, you would not believe how many passes we did to make sections simpler and simpler and simpler. It's funny you're describing it being really hard, but so we have done hard. pass after pass after pass, yeah. making it simpler. Uh, Yanni, uh, and there's a few bits of design in the first game you'll see from Yanni, um, but he, you know, Yanni and I would make a Dark Souls. I, I love the games like Returnal and. Dark Souls. So I would totally build a Dark Souls level difficulty game, no problem. But I, I was playing this, and I knew this was made by real gamers, people that love video games and 
and I could tell by playing that, and I love to see it. That's my kind of game right there, too. And there are loads of secrets. I mean, we talked about Easter eggs earlier. There is... Oh my, this entire sections of maps dedicated to secrets. I don't want to give any of them away. There are lots you of secrets. Have to. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There are lots well, of secrets. I won't figure it um, out because there's a, <laughs> there's a butterfly in each level, which I don't very, very often you know, go find them. <laughs> if you find them, you're doing all right. Um, but there's also plenty of nods to different uh, content creators and various things in the game. But yeah, you'd have to be off the beaten track. But the world's quite big and quite interesting to explore, so. Yeah, it's huge. It obviously seems like there's one specific way to get from place to place, uh, but like one easy way to get from place to place. Like here, here's here's the line to go from A to B. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like if if you wanted to head off in that direction for a mile or so, yeah. I I fell down a random pit and uh, and I felt I was falling for I swear twenty or thirty seconds. And at the very bottom, I saw somebody had written on the ground, "Why?" question mark. I was like, "What? Yeah. Like who would have ever seen this? This was a random fall." It was just like. Such yeah. a cool little Easter egg. You found, you found a little Easter egg. There are I, lots. I, yeah. I, I, I am mostly um, that person that made that happen because, you know, I get to a certain point in dev when we're polishing and I'm like, right, we, are, we now need to make sure there's lots of Easter eggs. But yeah, Yanni was also adding them as he went along. So he surprised me with loads of Easter eggs. Right? Now, we do get the benefit. We can sort of fly around the map and zoom in. So I knew where all the Easter eggs were because I saw them develop. But yeah, when you don't have that, ability finding there are there are i mean all i can do is encourage people to jump off the side of cliffs and follow parker routes because they're all over the place yeah Yeah. guys real quick let's get caught up on these tips again we got Mm -hmm. to do psvr zest with the five quids that had to swing by swing by (laughs) and support my uk devs congrats on getting windlands 2 across the finish line for psvr thank you bell ramio the game cat with the 10 uh, 10 euros says you need more to read so here's a poem psvr is cool motion sickness is here to annoy but not be fooled because ngr ngvr will help and bring lots of joy that didn't that didn't roll <laughs> off the tongue bell um we got nihilus ryan the game feline with the five dollars says everyone buy windlands too so this man can eat i like that uh, and then dave station vr finishes it off with a two dollar tip says curious if john has played the most recent spider-man games interesting yeah i have the competition <laughs> I, I, i've got play, I, i'm lucky enough to have a playstation 5 uh i didn't play for long honestly i can't i mean it's not that it was a bad game i played the is it miles more I, I traded it in it's here so i play i played it for long enough to know that oh, it's not my game um i found I, I, and i can explicitly say what i didn't like about it um very acutely i felt like i wasn't in control of the fighting um i you know coming from a world of returnal or dark salt where you you know it's twitch perfect um i just felt like you know i'd press button and suddenly there'd be seven blackfoots and a kick in the face and you're like well that was me (laughs) so it's like and that level of disconnection really puts me off games so i know a lot of people really love that and there is a lot of skill to it i don't want to take away from that but for me I, i need to feel like i'm in control yeah, I think the Batman Arkham games, I feel like, sent us sort of off in the wrong direction when it came to third-person games. hang on a minute. You, okay. uh, my, friend, my, fr- my friend Pablo works there. Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was great for that game, but then every designed, game after he does it, the Bat- it. Batman model, and he was involved in the Batman VR. I, I can't, you know, that was really good stuff. <laughs> Still hoping we see a Batman 2 for PSVR 2. Yeah, I can't That'd say anything. Nice. I mean, he said stuff. Can't give it away. 
I think that tells <laughs> no, us everything they, we need they, to know. They keep their secrets. Speaking no, of PSVR no, 2... If I, was, if I was them, would you make another Batman game? They've made loads. They want to be doing something new, surely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of reason to. Speaking of PSVR 2, uh, is Windlands 2 going to work on PSVR 2? Yeah. Yes. You gonna make definitely. You gonna make that a uh, an upcharge? It's gonna work out of the box. How are you gonna make that? No, 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 no. No, we'll just it'll be a patch. I, I mean, I I want to. I imagine that the majority of PSVR games will just be upgraded. I I don't. You know, everybody's gonna be a different level of how they'll attack that. Right. Some people probably will need to do significant work to do that. Uh, others probably won't need to do very much at all. I mean, if they're a Unity game and the SDKs all are easy to upgrade and whatever, then it'll probably just work, right? They'll have to do some work around the controllers and controller models, probably do, you know, updates there. But, you know, I think that is a brilliant thought. Um, Windlands 2, um, I know this this fact. We ticked all the boxes for PlayStation 5, so Winlands can be played on the PlayStation 5. And, of course, that's a big step towards that, being able to work on that hardware. So, um, But, you know, backwards compatibility, uh, I don't know if this has been confirmed or whatever, it will, will be awesome for PSVR because, fundamentally, everybody can upgrade their games uh, and there'll be a massive library. And, it, you know, I feel like it's been interesting because, you know, GTA has just done their remasters and I've seen all the controversy around that. But, you know, there's a real big... It's a real big deal... Uh, going from quite old hardware now with move controllers to something that you know is better than an index type scenario with eye tracking or whatever right you know it's got all this extra functionality and um that will make a big difference to old games not just in controlling mechanisms and the way they feel because you know winlands 2 will get an upgrade when we get to joysticks for instance uh and extra discrete input and you know, all the things that have already been talked about in terms of, you know, being similar to the PS5 dual shot controller in terms of feedback and stuff. The, you know, the fact is that all of that is really awesome and will bring up, you know, higher resolutions, et cetera, et cetera, right? And and that can be nothing but good because I'm looking forward to going back and playing some of the games that I really, really enjoy, but higher resolutions for better controllers, right? How much do you think uh, PSVR 2 is going to change everything we know about VR? A lot. I, I, you know, I, I think we should temper our expectations. I think they will have to, will we'll want to keep the costs as low as possible. So, you know, we can't go too far into magic land of the, all the wishes that we want. <laughs> you know? I mean, um, from what but, they've said so far, it's already been pretty nice. I mean, we know there's the one cable. Um, you know the the screen, the field ah. view is obviously going to be upgraded, and then of course there's the adaptive triggers and, and haptic feedback in the controllers, and just that core stuff alone, in combination with the PS5, is not requiring the cameras, so it tracks itself is really really cool, right? Um, right. You know, I mean, there's things that aren't talked about with that that I think are really really important for VR. It enable you know. Some games did a good job of this. I think Iron Man's supposed to be a very good example of tracking you when you're turning around in the seat, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't need to worry about that, you know. And there's a lot of things that PSVR could not do, and one of the things is room scale, right? If you could clear some space in your lounge, then PSVR 2 will probably be able to do room scale. So for designers like us... You know, it, it you can move it, you know, wire even with a wire on, you'd be able to move around a little bit, right? And that's a big deal because there's lots of games. Space Pirate Arena, <laughs> probably a bit right. more extreme, but Space Pirate Trainer that 
you know, take advantage of that. And there's loads of other games like that. So, you know, I think that all, uh, you know, there are lots of micro decisions there that add up to big improvements in terms of from PSVR to PSVR 2 that are going to make a really big difference to the quality of the pro products. And that that's great. That's nothing but, but good, right? And, you know, I am fully expecting them to release VR support on all their AAA titles. And I, I, I say all. Um, and I've not ruled out, and again, this is like no evidence here, this isn't from an NDA or anything, but I've not ruled out the, the possibility of, of PlayStation PC being a real thing. Um, the fact is that they've registered PlayStation PC, that's public, right? And right. That, that, that this is just a USB-C plug, right? So, you know, I can imagine the PlayStation 2 being pluggable into the PC at some point and being a, you know, a serious PC VR headset. Why not? Right, you uh, can still keep the uh, you can still keep the software exclusive to the console if you want to entice people to buy the console. But then you do also kind of enable uh, the PC crowd to to get in on a little bit of the action. As well, well, yeah, but if if you were Sony, would you create a? St I mean, we know Sony and Steam have met, right? It's not secret. That was all public, right? Um, but the, you know, would you sell your headset to PC users as well if it was as good, if not better, than the Indent? Or why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's just the yeah. Sony headset that was on the PC. It's like a great idea. From again, complete rumor mill that. But I, I, you know, I am imagining a world where that many years happen. later, I would many many years later, <laughs> not no, not at first. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't I know. Sony, totally Sony, 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 a hardware company. If they could sell millions of their headsets into PC as well, why wouldn't they? Yeah, I totally agree because I mean, I think I think the big selling point isn't even going to be the hardware. It's going to be great for all of us waiting for the next gen of, you know, PlayStation VR, but I think the selling point is going to be the software. And I think that Sony is going to be the place, right. PlayStation 5 specifically, not PC is going to be the place to be playing next gen games because of the ability to bring your game into VR with such ease. Yeah. Like we've been hearing over and over and over right. that you're going to be able to basically flip a switch to bring your game into VR and then, you know, obviously optimize after that. Um, it, it just seems like that's not going to be happening on the PC side. And you're also not going to be getting brand new AAA original IPs from Sony on the PC side either, even if you have the headset over there, maybe here and there, right? To, to kind of co-market with your with your headset if you're selling it to PC gamers. But like PlayStation 5, as far as I'm concerned, is the place where VR is happening. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, we've talked about, Resident Evil 4 earlier, I, you know, I, I know that we share this, Brian, but, you know, I won't play Resident Evil 8 until it's got VR support. And, Same, yeah. You know, and I I'm think that's that. what, I, I literally think that's waiting for the technology to be there, and PSVR 2 will probably have a VR version of, of, of that game, and I think there's lists of games. Uh, I mean, Gran Turismo 7, Obviously, Gran Turismo has done VR before, but the the fidelity that the PSVR two will be able to add to that, uh, you know, the technology that they're putting into that stack will probably mean it will be able to play it at the same resolution and and it will look as good as the actual game does on a four K monitor, and that will be amazing, right? And I, you know, we know that Sony has a strategy that that is you know consistent with doing what Sony and uh, Oculus are now doing, right? It's like you know. Port really good games that will work in VR, make them work in VR, and I think that every game should do that. I, I actually think that we've got to the point in terms of mass adoption that every game that can should. Yep, absolutely. Period. And, and we've also crossed this line now, which is an interesting. That I mean, we're obviously 
pioneering in terms of, you know, we've been around for a while the, the, into VR and we've, we've lived with it. But we've got to the point where there are, it's not just us that are saying, well, actually, I'm not a player Resident Evil 8 until it's got VR support. Forget it. It's not, you know, and that's just going to, that snowball is going. And I, I, I look forward to the day where there are more people demanding it than the 2D version. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, you know, don't, don't, I don't want, for, you know, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ice, whatever, unless it's got VR support. And that is getting, you know, that is getting a bigger and bigger number. And at some point it cannot be ignored. And I don't know what that number is for each studio, but at some point you just cannot ignore it because there are too many people. Um, you know, it's like it's okay for people asking for a haptic suit feedback or whatever, and it's 10% of your audience. But at some point it's, it's 50%. And at that point... You cannot ignore it because they they will just you know the internet being the internet they, they will probably uh, cause you review problems <laughs> if yeah. nothing else. <laughs> John, we're big on speculation over here. We like to talk about the future. We like to talk about PSVR two a lot. Um, I know some things. AJ knows some things. You know some things. We're all under various NDAs for for different things. Uh, what's your with all that in mind, what's your what's your guess? When we're going to see this thing? When are we going to see PSVR two? When Sony going to have an event and show it all off to the world? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know a date. That is absolute fact. I doubt Sony has said anything to anybody other than indicatively. Um, I mean, I I'd felt like March for a long period of time because it, you know a number of reasons, but I just think that's too soon given, especially COVID and all the chips. I think this is probably a hot day twenty twenty two thing. I I think for a that, that would wear out. No, that, for release, I think that's where I put my bet. I, I don't think they can wait that much longer. The acceleration in the VR, I mean, there's a terrifying uh, speed of acceleration in VR. Um, let me bring up something that I was talking about the other day. Um, there's a terrifying um, speed of acceleration with VR right now. We, um, you know, all the time we've been here for this seven years, we've seen VR getting better and better. But we've just got to the point where it's overcoming some of its big hurdles, and that is right now. So I think actually the longer Sony wait on this, the further they're gonna, they may fall behind. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going to go on this next period because if they've not got micro LEDs, they're going to be behind. Um, because <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like so they've got this own conundrum going on with the state of play in the market right now. Um, so. Yeah, but I do think that there's key things that they probably are going to do and there's key things that, you know, are required for the next round of VR that's happening as well. And there's some interesting things that I'm fascinated with um, reduction. I mean, we talked about VR sickness earlier, fascinated with the reduction of VR sickness due to, you know, micro motors on the headsets and things like that. That's all really fascinating to me. And, uh, you know, it's, again, I think there's a lot of public stuff, um, the, the VR... Uh, Singapore Journal or something. If you go and look it up, um, talks about that in depth. And and so there's a lot of new things technology-wise there as well that may come may come into play in the headsets and stuff. But fundamentally, um, yeah, I mean it's time to get it out there. But I want to see it out there alongside good content. And when I look at PS5 as a whole, you know, if I just look at the games I've I've brought, it's been quite sparse, especially for the AAA. Uh, you know, it's taking a long time to play these games. And, you know, you look at 2022, well, this one, I'm just looking at the monitor here. Um, there's about 10 games, you know, there's like Dying Light 2 and Sifu and, yeah. you know, it's like we've heard about all these, you know, there's nothing nothing particularly new there right now, right? Mm. These have been around for months, years, some of those. And 
you know, so I think it's time they need good content to be alongside the headset. So there's two things that need to happen there. One is all of those games we've just talked about, you know, Horizon Freedom West, Saints Row Update, and, you know, Dying Light 2. They just need VR support, right? Yeah. All of them. And then a whole bunch of VR games, but we know that that can't all come from indies. Um, no, it right. just can't all come from indies. Uh, and it can't come from Quest 2 ports anymore because the fidelity of Quest 2 generally is less than PSVR 2 will be capable of, So and PS5. So they've got to be, you know, well-funded games. They've got to be conversion supports. And, and I know this stuff, in, you know, I, know, I know colleagues of mine are working on things and, and there is stuff coming. But, you know, the fact, fact is it does need a line-up to launch and March is too soon for that, in my opinion, as well. So that's why I'm thinking... Uh, developers need at least a year to get, to get good content there and we need more time for more PS5 games to be out also I don't think they'll muddy the water, I don't think they want to release Gran Turismo 7 with VR muddying all of that, they'll just want to release Gran Turismo 7 sell the bulk of them and then at Christmas time say well there's VR support now and sell lots of headsets on the back of that, that's how I would do it I think that's how they'll end Interesting. That's it. Yeah. Like, because in my head, as like, you know, purely PSVR or purely VR gamer, um, in my head, it's the opposite, right? It's like, I, I want that to be a clear message from the get go. Like, here's your game and it has VR support and bam, all in one yeah. package. And like, let's make it real simple. It's like, you can do whatever you want and like not have to say, here's your game. And then like six months later, go, here's your game again. And it's like, you finally got the thing you wanted originally. Um, but I can totally see from like a, you know, if you're a billion dollar corporation, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I totally think they're just going to keep. Going to keep them very, very separate. But the, the you know, the buzz for pay, uh, again, I'm not Sony, right? I know nothing here, right? right. But they're, you know, they're going to want to focus on VR as a big deal, which means big up, big titles, plenty of lineup, plus probably back catalog, right? Or as much of it as they can get, right? So that's that. That looks like you know, they're, they're, you know, buy this headset, you get all of these games upgraded, <laughs> right? And Here's this latest great, you know, here's GTA 5, here's Gran Turismo 7, here's Dying Light 2, here's, here's Returnal, here's, you know, all of these amazing titles with VR patches. Right? That's what, that, that, boom. Right? It's like, you just, you know, and for those that haven't, you know, they're also probably thinking, well, we haven't sold enough PlayStation 5, we need around two of that, right? Because, you know, they haven't had enough chips, nobody's got enough chips, but that's solving itself. In in 2022, that will solve itself. I mean, it's a, you know, China is saying that already, but the, um, you know, the fact is that the, the new factories come online, that, you know, da, 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 right? There are reasons, but the, the chip system starts to solve itself. So you can make a lot more, and, you know, it's in everybody's benefit when you have anything to do with technology to solve that problem, and believe me, they'll solve it. Um, and that's that's going to change that world. You know, PlayStation 5s will become readily available in the shops. PlayStation, uh, you know, same for Xbox Series Xs and Quest 2s and uh, this goes on. So, I yeah, I imagine they need to buy a bit of time for all those reasons. But I am honestly super stoked for them to be doing that type of stuff. You know, my wishes never really come totally tr- to fruition there. But even if it was half of what I've just said and there were three or four major titles releasing and there were putting them out once every three months, more titles, and that was scaling out for for big titles and indie stuff and, you know, pro-indie type stuff as well, then that's all it needs, really, because I think, you know, yeah. I think the lifetime of, of, yeah, I think the lifetime of PSVR 2 is much stronger as well. 
generally, I think that over PSVR 1, they've learned a lot, and PSVR 2 will have a stronger lifetime. It'll last longer. I'm still playing on, you know, my index, which is X years old, and, it, and it's fine. So it just needs to be at that level, at least. Some, uh, just going to get some final uh, questions out there to you, uh, we, we, you know, just because just because you're a developer and um, wanted to kind of hear your perspective on this. Uh, do you think that Sony is uh, going to be? Do you think there's going to be like a huge marketing push for PSVR two? I feel like it's things have really quieted down quite a bit um, for the marketing standpoint in PSVR one. Obviously, we think that's because you know you can at a certain point you can market as much as you want and not sell a single new headset. Um, but do you think it's just going to be a whole marketing blitz? Do you think they're going to have to be sending teams out and helping developers? Like, how do you do? You th- do you think they are one hundred percent committed to VR? We, 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 we're still in a big problem with COVID. Let's be honest. Um, you, you know, I haven't been to. I went to EGX in London recently. There wasn't a single big player there in like what you would call their normal place, right? Yeah. You know, you've got EGX normally, you've got at least Microsoft attending, you've got Sony and showing some stuff off, and, and they've got stuff to show, right? They've got new headsets, loads of cool games, they've got stuff to show. We're not into a normal world yet, and I don't know whether that normal world's going to reappear. So everybody's readjusting everything, and I honestly think that, you know, they're going to want to sell as many pieces of PlayStation 5s and as many headsets as they can with really, really cool content, otherwise what they're doing, Right. Losing ground is the answer because somebody else somewhere will pick up that work, right? Um, And they've got strong competition in this space. And honestly, Microsoft have never been stronger. Never been stronger, right? Both of them have got problems producing hardware. But I tell you, the Microsoft lineup is pretty stellar and they're buying stellar studios, right? They've got a proper threat happening over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Microsoft Ultimate Pack is ultimately a really good deal for the consumer right you get an incredible you know for Verizon 5 dropped free for anybody that had that right and that is one of the best games you know it's probably my game of 2021 because i like that type of game but the you know these are big strong games you've got halo infinite coming out you know this is actually a real problem for sony so you know i am absolutely sure they're working on great games and great content it, it takes time to make great games and great content but they are going to have to work hard to retain their lead um if they slow down and they don't push the vr and they don't push the AAA content and they don't have good lineups they'll they've got competition that'll quite happily suck up all that work uh and you know facebook and meta are taking up the vr side you've got pc vr happening over on 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 um on steam right now probably new entries from other people as well and yeah i would take it seriously if i were them I would definitely be pushing their hardware and their unique USPs, which they always definitely will. Yeah, I think that that's that's the game changer. I think I think absolutely moving into mm-hmm. next gen. Like you, you look back, I can't believe it's been five years of PlayStation VR one, and like where's Uncharted? Where's Horizon? Where's this? You know, all there. Where's Resistance? Kills. I mean, you n- name a franchise. It's just yeah. not that hasn't made a VR presence yet, uh, and so I think it would be in their best interest uh, to like. Uh, uh, I am 99% sure that all of those titles you've just said are, would work well in VR, yeah. right? There isn't a title you've not just said that wouldn't work in VR. Um, Gilzone 3 if, already if, has motion control support. <laughs> We're halfway yeah. there. The next two years, to me, look like new headsets and AAA content pushing everybody over the ledge. Yeah. And yeah. that is, that is going. I would say, you know, Sony need to do that. Oculus need to do that. 
exactly the same over its theme, right? Um, it's not gone away. VR has grown in strength and continues to grow in strength, right? Now it needs to get to the point where it, it is AAA quality fidelity. You know, all of the... Uh, I mean, on, honestly, I want to pull this thing out and just remind people because it's that dragging hardware with me. Right? Breakout <laughs> box, yeah. Right? Yep, it's a mess. Okay. This is not good, right? And and I know this has unique chips in it for audio, but it really needs to be at this level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's too much friction right now. And don't get me started with getting moves set up. I have to, <laughs> you know, you have to get wires out, plug them into pair, and, you know, it's just... The whole process is quite painful. So to move to a single wire, automatically paired controllers through Bluetooth, uh, it's going to be a revolution for that space in console in, in the lounge. You know, it's, yeah, it's got a wire, but, you know, fundamentally they may change that at some point. It may even launch a wireless. You know, my hope is there that actually the technology with Wi-Fi 6G, you know, all of that is a solved technology. It's been proven elsewhere. And maybe Sony are busy doing that right and and maybe they can say well actually there is a wireless module or maybe they can you know sell it wireless from day one because time's moved on and have managed to solve the problem right but even without wireless uh, you know wireless comes with other problems right trees um so battery storage into a small unit that definitely wireless is one of the things that needs a lot more time before it becomes a standard um i think the one wire solution (laughs) right now is the best option obviously because i've got a problem with the wire what's it's like it's just a wire right yeah one it's wire. Not, it's not the end of the world um you know would, would it be better without wire? maybe it's okay if it's got a wire as long as as long as it's not seven <laughs> you know what i mean it's like right that. right right i mean they're, yeah, so, they're, and so focused, the they're so focused on comfort right i mean psvr1 all these years later still the most comfortable vr headset hands down and now we know the psvr2 is going to be lighter weight it's going to be even more ergonomic it's going to you know it, and so the fact is is you start messing with batteries and hard drives and everything else that would require you'd require to shove into that headset to make it uh you it's know it's an early one <laughs> I've got labels on it and stuff. It's a, a dev kit, I think. It's really it's showing its time now. Look, it's got uh, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. material there, yeah. and whatever. Um, but you know, this to me, against any other headset, it's still looking like an incredibly competing piece of hardware. Right? Right. Got little bits of plastic wobbling nice off. Look, right? There's nothing wrong with Sony's engineering. I've got no doubt the hardware will be attractive. And and frankly, it just needs to, you know, it just needs to upgrade itself, right? Across the board. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've got no doubt that Sony's plans are, are solid. At that. They would not do this unless they were going to make money out of it and sell lots of headsets. They'll want to at least double but quadruple what they sold before. I know their budgets are much higher. I know that they are... You know, AAA is a target audience. Um, it's all cool with me. It's all cool with me. I want I want Sony to succeed. And I you think they've got all the... They haven't said, just said anything or done anything that makes me feel they're wrong. Yeah. Like you say, I think they're going to lead the way here. And yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. As you said, uh, we were talking a little bit the other day. You said, you know, uh, as far as AAA is concerned, it's sort of the rising tide theory, right? It's like indie devs can do nothing but benefit from more people owning a VR headset that, yeah. is, that is a result of AAA developers making more people buy headsets. It's like indie devs are going to yeah. really benefit from this, I think, all around. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more headsets that sell, the better, right? It's yeah. like it just ri rise that tide, and uh, you know, I, and it's not honestly it's not just that i think there's a good thing to show anybody good vr right if if a triple a can come along and do something really wowing that that blows people's minds um then that you know over time that cascades into the the whole process right if one person's showing look how amazing this is and i you know i've got loads of examples in vr where i've played other people's content and i've just been mind blown by you know it's just like I, this one i've never seen it anywhere but in in a in a real world vr um you know room you know it's like I don't know, 40 foot wide by 20 foot wide but there's this one bit where we sort of walked up a wall in vr <laughs> it's like you walk towards a wall and the whole room you were walking up the wall like you've got gravity boots on the whole room walk with i was just like okay but i haven't seen everything yet right? it's still not <laughs> it's like that the, there's so much to still learn in VR and so much coming and and that and you know that's without thinking about new technology that's really close now you know eye tracking is really really close to being ubiquitous within headsets and that will bring a whole new you know from simple things like choosing menu items or whatever but also a whole new um you know import into designing you know obviously we talked about horror earlier very useful for horror because you know exactly where people are looking. <laughs> Not just roughly. Yeah. Exact, exactly. Yeah, the doll can stare you back in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite exciting where we're going now. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, hey, listen, we got Joey Katz in the chat with $5 saying, uh, I'm buying your game Friday. So that's one, oh, man. Awesome. Thank 9, you. 9,999 more to <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Stevie Dan, the solo game cat with the two quid, says John's love of VR is like Tarantino with movies. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Although his later movies were uh, questionable in places. <laughs> There's still time. It's VR is in its time infancy. Not, yeah. right? you, got, you got at least 20, 30 years. <laughs> I, I genuinely do love VR, and um, I'm pleased whenever it, whenever we carry on talk about it. It's a sad day if we ever stop talking about it, <laughs> because you always have a place here, yeah, dude. Where everybody <laughs> knows your name. <laughs> yeah, we technically should have given up on PCR years ago, um, but so we're, we're never. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of um, devs that don't don't want to move to VR or, or you know like if I go and introduce myself or somebody introduces you know and says oh this is Johnny makes with sort of um there's quite a lot of devs that say oh I don't do VR you know I don't ever see this after him you know it's a it's still a very split world when they see speaking of split when they see that the dual uh that the PSVR 2 controllers right now we just call them the orbs uh when they see that those are basically a dual shock uh, I'm sorry, a dual sense just split in half. Uh, I think they'll they'll have a little bit easier time. It won't be such a dramatic change in a dual shock versus the new VR controllers. And then you just replace the sort of little yeah. uh, some button inputs with actual grabbing, physical grabbing or physical movements. And I think that'll make it a lot easier for uh, for people. Um, I mean, I think it's okay to also accept the world where, but both you know, there are some people that just don't want you know don't like vr it's too much true uh, yes. i mean that's fine i, I, I love I, you know i don't want i don't want to ignore 2d gaming i i can no. still quite happily play an fps without vr it's all right yeah. that's what my switch it's is not for. bad I, I don't want to be doing that on my on my flat screen tv i, I want to, i'll lay in bed and play games flat screen games on my switch just 
portable style. But man, well, they are though. I mean, I had a cold the other day, and I wouldn't put a head. You know, I wouldn't be sneezing into a headset, and you know, and there they can be hot. I know that's a problem that can be solved. So sometimes, you know, if it's hot weather or whatever, putting a headset on is quite a thing. And and honestly, you can see I've got a haptic suit behind me. Honestly, it can be quite a rigmarole. Right, you've got to get it set up, Bluetooth it, put your headset on strap in do, you know make sure everything's configured all right something goes wrong it's horrible but you know gotta make sure my things are trying can be a rigmarole so i get that you know there's quite a lot of friction there for some people but ultimately you know vr is just better and you can take any game put it in vr and it's better as long as it's done well i mean do you think so i like you said a lot of developers are just opposed to the idea or don't or maybe they're too small of a team to even consider saying well we need to add vr to support to our game when they're trying to focus on the on the core uh, release do you, i mean sony's kind of known for having teams to, that they send out to different developers and, and help them yeah. out uh, you know white moon dream is obviously one of those teams that just seems to help everybody out on the face of the planet D- do you think this is going to be a thing they do with psvr2 just to like be like hey guys, uh, really, it's so much easier than you think it is well i think that is now common i mean the you know the capcom didn't do the port of ps of, of resident evil 4 right mm-hmm. a studio did with sony with Oculus studios I mean, it's sort of its pro and con is VR is probably the most complicated thing you can do in terms of VR uh, game design, right? It's like you you can't skip a frame, right? And even in flat screen world today, you can skip a frame. You can get away with a certain amount, but, you know, good VR does not skip a frame. Even in flat screen, you know, you get we talked about Forza Horizon 5. That is an example of a game that is very highly optimized at 60 frames per second, and it's a straight bar, right? And it's lauded for that, because almost no other games do that level, you know? It's like, it's like this is boring, because it's just flat, right? But you in VR, every game needs to be flat, right? Because if it's not, it's bad VR. And, um, you know, and VR design is a whole new paradigm. You know, if you're used to 2D games, then, you know, try and do a menu design in VR, for instance. You know, it's a whole new world of stuff to, to deal with, not to mention, you know, just basic interactions. So VR is quite strange, even from a developer's point of view, and quite hard. You know, it, it isn't, you know, an easy challenge. I... I I've lost sleep over the, the silliest of most complex things. You know, it's like, it's, it, it, it's not a simple, I described Winlands 2's challenges bringing to PlayStation, you know, you're pushing a lot of polygons at rate with VoIP engines and CPU processing for multiplayer. You know, it's like, it's, it's not a simple thing. It's the most complicated thing you could possibly want to do in it. So it puts a lot of people off as well. But also some people just, I don't know, for whatever reasons, they've had a bad experience in VR and that puts them off VR for life. You know, it's not easy to get them back once they've done that. But then, on the opposite side, somebody picks up VR for the first time, plays their favourite game, and just realises the why. Why haven't I been playing this all, all of this time? What have I missed out on? Right. So, I think there are more of those people every day, and age is also a benefit. You know, my seven-year-olds ask me to go into VR. They'll say, "Daddy, can we go and play that game where you build stuff on a raft, please?" Or can we go? And- <laughs> I mean, it's like. Um, you know, they they actively want to go into VR. So, you know, time itself put, makes us old gamers. Um, and the new the new generation comes up grows up with it basically. John. I think it's time. 
to play PSVR 20 questions, man. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, lo- I could talk about, I can sit here and talk about PSVR 2 yeah. all day long, but it's already been all day long for you, man. I know that it's getting pretty late over there. We don't want to keep you forever. Come in. I, just get me back on the show. I'm, I'm here whenever you want me. I love this. Well, I can talk about VR. In all time, we know that you haven't been working on the PSVR port of uh, Windlands 2 for the last three years. So we know that you've been working on something new. And as soon as you're ready to announce that, or oh, this, it, I'm on it. I'm, it's not today. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. When you're ready, <laughs> man. When you're ready, you got to come back here and talk I, all about it with us. Honestly, I am so excited about future stuff. I can't even, I'm busting at the seams, but, you know, it's not for now. Yes. Not uh, for now. Absolutely, man. We totally respect that and understand that. Um, and dude, like, so I saw a lot of people in the chat, obviously even people who were tipping, so saying great things about you and saying that, you know, they love having you here and you're great, uh, you know, very enthusiastic about VR. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we're still going to play 20 questions. Don't worry, guys. But I do want to kind of point out that uh, John does his own podcast. Uh, it's the, you're the host of the Metaverse show, right? So, yeah, we've done a few, well, I would describe them as pilots. We've done five pilots, and, and at some point, I think we're going to do the next one, um, which is going to move homes a bit, uh, which which will be cool. Um, but, yeah, no, we're trying to... I, ultimately, I do have these conversations with other devs and interesting people that have been on journeys, and uh, they happen quite a lot, and I've never recorded any of them. <laughs> it's like people are like, you know what? I've got so many stories. Honestly, I've got story after story of conversations with, with uh, and, and I've just never recorded them. So it was really came out of that. It's like, you know, actually, we probably should be recording this stuff because there's too much, um, in, you know, people would appreciate being at the table. Right. I, I love podcasts like you do, so I admire what you do and appreciate the, you know, you. consistency as well as being a friend at the end of a you know, an audio channel or, or video channel. Um, so I, you know, I super appreciate the work you do guys. So yeah, congratulations for running for so long. I was said, said earlier, like OG in this space and, and, you know, keep it up. You really appreciate it because, you know, we all need friends sometimes, but if you're into something like VR, it's nice to be, um, even if you can't input much more than text, it's nice to, to listen and to be, feel like you've, you make, you know, you're with your friends at the, at the pub or whatever. So I, you know, that's what made me start that, just because I enjoy it too. I want to share those stories. Well, make sure you go follow John over there, uh, the Metaverse Show, because uh, who knows, man? Maybe, maybe one of your two favorite uh, PSVR without Pearl hosts will make an appearance over there at some point. Oh, I, I, it's happening! It is happening! It's Don't happening! <laughs> yeah. It's nice. so happening. Diz the Game Cat with $5 tip says, that's thoughts and prayers to everyone affected by the Christmas parade tragedy in my hometown. Thoughts and prayers go out to uh, everyone in that area. Uh, man, yes. I'm so removed from the world. Uh, yeah. Sorry to sorry yeah. to hear about the, the tragedy. Sorry to hear that, Diz. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's finish this off with a little bit of a little game of PSVR 20 questions. John is the host of 20 questions this week, and uh, he's already thought of a PSVR game, and we are putting six minutes up on the clock. Uh, and AJ and it's I minutes. Have, yo, yeah, man, we don't mess around because we 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 found we found that when you give us unlimited amount of time to to ask 20 questions, we use all of that unlimited amount of time to ask 20 <laughs> questions. <laughs> and it's a lot it of time. That's a little that bit of pressure. sounds like a lot of questions for me. All right. Okay, fine. Well, I've thought, I've thought of something. All right. Okay. So we'll see how this goes. Help uh, us out in the chat, guys. We're going to need all of the assistance we can possibly use. Six minutes up on the clock. AJ, kick it off. All right. Does it 
have move controller support. Oh, no. No moves. No moves. Uh, damn, I'm, I'm betting that kind of eliminates... That doesn't eliminate aim controllers, because usually aim games are aim or dual shock. Uh, does it have aim support? No. No moves, no aim. Okay. I don't... I think I know it, the answer. just filtering a spreadsheet right now. You already know the answer, AJ? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask. Did you work on this game at all? No. Okay, I didn't, I didn't think so. Man, that feels like a waste of a question. Anyway. Crystal Rift would have been a good deep cut, though. That would have oh, been a good deep cut. <laughs> I yeah. like that game, man, more than I should, I think. Oh, anyway, back on topic. Um, <laughs> did... It's my first VR game. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm proud of it. It's good, man. I completed it, and on PlayStation. It's fun. Can't be unproud of that. Um, does it have, is it is it scary at all? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Yes, yes. Yes, it is scary. Okay. You can carry on knocking the filters down now. How many questions are you up to? I think I got down to, I think we're on our fifth. We're on five. Okay. We're on the fifth question. All right, so guys, think of a a somewhat spooky DualShock 4 only game. AJ, Mm. what do you got? Oh. Is it a spooky DualShock 4 only game? Is um, Is it made by Capcom? Yes. Oh, man. That's where I was going, too, with this. And I saw some cats in the chat saying it was probably RE7 as well. Let's just get it, get it right out there in the open. No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask one more question. Uh, do, yeah. Do, do, you play, do you play as Ethan in, uh, in the Baker Estate in this game? No. <laughs> Is you that true? No? I was like, I've said no. Yeah. <laughs> Has Capcom made any other VR games on PSVR? Now you got me questioning. I don't think they have. Is it a Resident Evil game? I'm going to honestly say yes, so I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm on the fence about that question. I genuinely oh. am on the fence about that Oh, oh. Is it a, is it a demo? Yes. Oh, oh man, demo we then, right? holy crap, man! Hey, oh, it demo. is the kitchen demo. demo. The kitchen demo. Nine questions. Wow, that was good. That was a good trick question right there. That was. Uh-huh. That was I, was, I thought of it because it was my uh, genuinely. It was my first PSVR ever demo. Um, I was ushered into a back room at Sony. <laughs> We're going to show you PSVR. <laughs> it was just way before it was announced or whatever, and. The, the guy, you know, it's in a dark room and the guy, like, I don't know what I'm going to get. Never know what I'm going to get. And that's unreal, right? And he sort of pulls this stuff out, puts it on my head, gives me a dual shot controller. And this, this, <laughs> I'm tied to a chair. Like, <laughs> a dual shot controller. And this thing's stabbing me in the eye. And it's just horrible. <laughs> it's the first. So, I mean, the guy who's doing the demo, I've done so many demos. And it's the one thing that makes me laugh is that. In in early VR demos, when somebody's never seen VR before, they sort of submit completely to the process. Like I mean, not just like you know, I'm here, I'm ready to play. You know, they just like I'm here. Whatever you say, I'm going to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> whatever you say, you can tell me to do anything, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, stand on one leg, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Put your arms out wide, think of Star Trek, jump up and down three times, I'm going to do it, right? So it always makes me laugh, right, that, uh, that I find myself in those same scenarios sometimes, so I'm giggling from the inside out. It's like, new piece of hardware. I, I remember being shown the, the, the um, uh, Valve came across the UK, dev-only invite, showing the Vive pre-pre, really early one. Really exclusive group, group of people. It was only people that already have VR games. It's not a very big number in the UK, right? So they sort of drag you into this back room, bit of an interview, met Chuck Falsack and some of the other people, you know, really, really, really cool stuff. While I was sat there, the BBC came in and got turned away at the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, it was like proper wow. exclusive stuff. But again, you know, I'm just recalling, I got took in this back room, there's a headset in the middle of the floor, no idea what to expect. And they sort of put this on you, you know, and I'll just like completely submit, right? Whatever you want, whatever you want, Val. <laughs> whatever you want, just do it. Whatever it is. Oh, we got this giant probe, John. <laughs> it's going in your ear. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't have done anything. Right, but yeah, it's. Uh, I just remember very, very distinctively with Kitchen. <laughs> sort of putting me on this table. And then I'm waking up in VR with my hands tied, being attacked by this murderer <laughs> in a kitchen. <laughs> like, it's, if that's not enough to put you on. I'm, I'm sorry, Sony, I'm not ever developing for your system. It's just horrible. <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, but yeah, I was. I keep thinking back to that day sometimes, and thinking the person doing the demoing knew what they were doing, yeah. because that was their that was their most fun part of their job, <laughs> especially that day. <laughs> I bet, John. Thank you so much. Where can people follow you? Where should they follow you? Give us all your socials, man. Well, Tibbins. Just at Hibbins. H i double b i n s. Um, that's my Twitter, and I look there. Nice. Dude, Excellent. Windlands 2 coming out this Friday. Uh, $30, is that confirmed? Woo! Uh, oh, gosh, that's a whole story in itself. I think so, yes. We set the price of the actual price. We set the RRP, you know, it's like, but yes, it should be around that amount of money. Um, I didn't even ask you guys, are you going to review it? Or are you just oh, like, was that it? It's just like... Yeah. yeah, we played it for seven hours. John, I'm not going to speak about that anymore. It? <laughs> this was it, man. This was it. This, this is all the PR you get, man. No, um, uh, dude, absolutely. Uh, I'm okay with that, the PR. I genuinely want to know what happened. Did you Did you get stuck? Did you Did you take all the, all the bosses down in one go? I mean, we we got through it pretty well. Uh, it was it was challenging. It was a lot of fun. I think we're uh, you know we we have a official review coming out. Um, very you know when the I guess the embargo lifts on yeah. Thursday or Friday. Yeah, um, no, it's not really it's not really embargoed. I, I've been careful. I'm, there's a mixed bag on embargoes nowadays. Some people like them, some people don't. I think devs like them because it's a lot of noise in one go. Uh, but I think generally there's all this algorithm and, you know, and who's fighting who and beating who to market and stuff. And I think you know, content well, creators don't like all that. Well, well I, I, I really like, enjoy like embargoes. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I want to make oh, sure oh. that, Hey, you know, we've all, we've all got the game ahead of time. And then like, we've got a date yeah, yeah. That, like we, to kind of, I, I'm a, I'm a deadline person. If it wasn't for deadlines, I'd get nothing done And embargoes to me well, like deadlines. I've asked everybody to sort of hold it until Friday, um, but that's not strict. You can talk about it if you want to talk about it. Well, well, I will say I did really enjoy it, and it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a great multiplayer game, which we need a lot more of. Yeah. Um, and I love the uh, the challenge and the platforming and and the action that it has. Um, but I don't recommend you play it 
seven hours from start to finish. No, no, I recommend you, you? you play it. Play it. <laughs> I, I recommend you like maybe last hour night. Oh, God, I can't, I can't, uh, the monster's <laughs> going. Uh, There's another homing missile. I can't. <laughs> it is, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, sort we're... of broken up well into sections. Uh, and so you, if you kind of get in there and, and you blast through a sec- one section at a time with friends, uh, I think things are going to have a really good time. Uh, I do think co-op is also the way to play this game. I, I you know, I, I did get in there for 90 minutes on my own and played it by myself, and I was like, this is cool. And then as soon as I had three friends to play with, I was like, this is really yeah. cool. This is way more fun. This is how I want to get through the entire campaign for sure. Yeah, in dev, we used to hold our meetings in the game because it got voice over IP and you could see each other and express, yep. and we used to just hold all our meetings in the game and, and hang out. And it's just like a... I want to use the word metaverse, but it's like a little metaverse part of the world where you can actually just hang out in, right? You just go and do some racing or just sit around the campfire. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, we used to actually hang out in the game a lot because it's quite a nice place to be. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, we were, we were exhausted by the end of it, but I actually found myself wanting to go back into it and play some single player. I haven't experienced a single player yet. The but races. While the we races. were the races, while the, we were playing the, through the game, I was, uh, you know, we were just doing the main story, um, and and I was like, woof, like you know, seven hours. That was a lot. I definitely, I was actually feeling like, like the the need. There was like, there is something addicting about all those little secrets that I saw that I passed by, and now I know where they are. And now I think also you get better at the game. You get, yeah. um, you know, once you get. Once you get better at the game and really get accustomed to the controls and and the layout of things, I think it there is something like oh it's not so bad you know it takes a while to get there but then you're like oh that that doesn't actually that seems very obtainable now so so I definitely want to go back try the races try lots more things and and can't wait to check those out I'm sure. I'm so stoked you guys liked it um yeah uh, makes me very proud. I really did, really did. Yeah, and I barely, I barely even touched the challenges yet. So I mean, I know that's like a whole other section of, of a. Uh, well, I'll, I don't think they go live until Friday. The the, um, the oh, okay. pre the pre keys don't allow you to do. Uh, uh, there's something about pre viewing and going live on the date or something that puts the leaderboards and stuff live. So I think right. you can still do it, but you're you're technically playing on like a pre production service. Okay. In preview, and then when it goes live on Friday, all the live servers go live, and you get all the leaderboards okay. and stuff. So you can you can race, but any time you log won't be live. Okay. On the actual thing, I think that's how I, uh, Don't quote me that. Sony's system is quite complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way it works. Yeah, I'm uh, but yeah, there's lead, leaderboards yeah. for the races. I'll definitely have to play them in order to uh, into in for the review, obviously. But yeah, man, definitely. You know, for anyone out there who's who's you know curious about diving deeper into this game and figuring out uh, if it's for them or not, uh, obviously I'll have a review ready for later in the week, and uh, and, and certainly be doing uh, a live stream of it. And, uh, and as long as as long as John here doesn't care uh, about uh, about, I was going to hold off uh, until Friday when the game came out to, to stream it. But as long as you don't care, John. Uh, I will certainly get in there oh, and uh, stream it uh, during the week uh, be prior to release. Any noise we can make right now is going to be positive for us. Um, yep. I mean, uh, you know, fundamentally, anything that helps us make our next games is a good thing right now because, you know, we want to make that our next stuff. So yep. uh, uh, we're excited about that stuff. Physical edition with Perp Games, too, guys. Don't remember. Is, oh, yeah, we're going to give it away. Right, how are we going to give it away? <laughs> I don't know, man. Pick a, pick a name. <laughs> pick a name from the list. Uh, um, well, I haven't looked at the chat. Uh, um... <laughs> Um, uh, uh, so the 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 last person who posted called Steve. How about that? <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's uh, Steve Ire. 
Steve, then possibly Steve. I'm scrolling Irie. back. I'm scrolling back, looking for somebody <laughs> named Steve in the chat. Oh, Steve, Steve Irie. Irie. Yep. Steve Irie, you've won this copy. Um, you'll have to get me a cop- your address and stuff. Um, I, it was completely random, that, by the way. It's just uh, came into my head. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Steve, Something to do with Minecraft. Steve, if you're not on our Discord, man, get on there and, uh, and make sure you send send us your... Uh, and he said, Kitchen is still effective demo of newcomers. He was listening. I, I'll take that, Steve. You deserve it for being an engaged party, and I'm sorry that nobody else could win, um, but Steve got, took it today. John, thanks okay. so much for uh, for hanging out with us for the uh, for the last hour and a half or so, man. Like, it was really interesting to uh, to hear you talk about you know being a developer, being a VR developer, uh, and obviously, like I said, man, like you're always welcome back on the show. And uh, anytime you get some, anytime, to just. Exactly. Um, I'll I'll be back, and I look forward to having you on my show too. And uh, it's been great hanging out with you guys. Awesome, John. Do me a favor and say, "Cue the cat." Cue the cat. Cue the cat, Brian. Because I want to say, see you guys Wednesday to Magic the Game Cat. Thank you for watching. Ian Stanbridge. He says, "If only I was called Steve." Alberto, (laughs) the game Gato. Mark Smith says, "Way to go, Steve!" Twitch the single player game cat. Uh, says I'm Steve and and so's my <laughs> wife. <laughs> lots great. of lots of Steves coming out of the woodworks now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Steve Irie, congrats on winning the copy. I think he's in uh, he's in Ireland, so uh, that uh, stands cost, for yeah. Cost less to <laughs> ship right there. Save save that international shipping. Uh, Guy on Facebook to you, Dave Station VR in the house tonight. What is up, homie? Mark Smith, uh, distracted game cat. Johnny Moles, what's up, dude? Justin Cassidy, Dark Angel, Brax Bro, Genetic Plasmy, the Reverse Engineer, Game Cat says, Cat, 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 All You Are is History. Happy birthday, Q. Is it Q's birthday? It's all, every day is Q's birthday. Mm. It comes three days a week. Cerebral Frost, thank you so much uh, for, for uh, tuning in today. And uh, look forward to the top two. Shades of Grey Matter, thank you, man. Uh, Funkadelic Game Cat, keep it funky fresh, my friend. Stevie Dan Solo, the Solo Game Cat. Sorry, man. There was there could only be one Steve today, <laughs> but you came this close. You were like you had a fifty percent chance of winning that Stevie. I was honestly kind of rooting for you. Uh, maybe next time. <laughs> Blue Drew, the Underground Game Cat, Elite Name Squad in the house. Uh, Hack the Game Cat. I knew it was lit up in here. Hugh Guyver, shout out to your cousin Mac. Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, uh, who is your Jeremy the NES rookie. Yeah. Doyle Drew VR. Good to see you, Chassie J, Terramage Game Cat guys. See you Wednesday. See you. Uh, make sure you check out Winlands Two. Uh, don't miss out. And Winlands One. <laughs> Winlands One is also Winlands gracefully. One. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And if you're a dungeon crawler, uh, Crystal Rift, old school, right there. Good stuff. Proper old school. See you guys there. See you guys Wednesday. Meow. <laughs>